welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones, and today we're going to talk about living with a clear conscience. Stay tuned for today's broadcast. Verse 1, gazing intently at the high council, Paul begins, Brothers, I have always lived before God with a clear conscience. Today's focus, living with a clear conscience. Now, I wish this statement was met with agreement on the part of those who were in the hearing of Paul, but just the contrary wise was the reaction. For those of you who know the scriptures, you know that the high priest commanded that Paul would be smote in the mouth, hit in the mouth, because of stating that he was living with a clear conscience. But it was absolutely true that because of the finished work of the Lamb Jesus Christ, because of the price paid, the sacrifice made, so that you and I would be able to stand before God innocent and to live our lives with clear consciences, Paul was absolutely persuaded that that was the truth which established his conscience as being clear. Uh, Romans says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, which means our consciences can be clear as a result of the finished work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I want to focus on living with a clear conscience because so many people are walking around carrying guilt, carrying shame, carrying embarrassment, carrying past failures, carrying their history, carrying their setbacks, carrying their shortfallings. And all of this is muddying the field where they expect to live productive lives. You cannot live productively continually with a soiled and heavy laden conscience. You see, a guilt-ridden conscience has no value. It has absolutely no value to this process of becoming all that you could be. You know, remember, we're here for kingdom purposes. And a guilt-ridden Christian is useless to kingdom purposes because such a pay, an awesome price was paid in order to clear our conscience. So we got to shake that. Now, for definition purposes, your conscience is your review system of the judgments that you make. It is your internal assessor of what is right and what is wrong. It is your internal estimator of what is good and what is evil. In essence, your conscience is an internal comptroller that's always assessing our inequalities and alerting us 
to the contrary wise. You know, some things I want you to understand about your conscience is that your conscience commends you when you do what your judgment tells you is right. And it confronts you when you do what your judgment tells you is wrong. So that's why we got to make sure that our consciences are not still influenced by satanic condemnation, which always aims at devaluing us as individuals. You know, furthermore, your conscience measures whether your conduct is in harmony with your judgment, your sense of right and wrong. So your conscience reminds you of what we say you believe, and it interrupts you when you violate what you say you believe. Now, so that we gain clarity over why conscience is so important, from a functional standpoint, your conscience is a collaboration of your soul and spirit and stimuli. See, that stimuli, that is why you think something is wrong or something is right, is in essence your values. So that's why we really need to understand how our conscience functions so that we can be intentional in walking in a way that supports the truth that there is no basis for guilty consciences. Now, one of the things that we must endeavor to do to walk with clear consciences just from a day-to-day basis, we've got to recognize our responsibility to own our process of resolution. One of the reasons that we confess our sins is because we never want to give room to the enemy to use some unconfessed sin as a basis for trying to load upon us guilt, shame, and embarrassment. We have to also make sure that we are courageous, proactive, and forthright in confronting anything that's going on inside of us that is not in agreement with our God. We've got to decide what resolution looks like and make sure that we always get resolution with anything that we're dealing with. We also have to have a medium for getting resolution that uh, doesn't change. You know, the word never changes. And that's why one of the most important, perhaps the most important vein of being resolved is the word of God. Now, every one of us has a need for a clear conscience. You know, if we don't have clear consciences, then there are several areas that will be affected when our conscience is not clear. You see, a condemned or heavy laden conscience will affect, number one, your creativity. You do not do your best work when you are encumbered with thoughts of your own personal failures. Number two, it affects your perspicacity, your acuteness or knowledgeability. You see, you've got to be able to see clearly in order to move decisively. And a condemned or soiled conscience inhibits us from being able to do so. Number three, it affects our spiritual sensitivity and or our responsiveness to God. It's amazing how much clearer we hear from God when we don't have the encumbrances of our own personal failures standing in the way of our ability to hear God. Fourthly, it also affects our relatability. I say it like this, condemned men condemn men. I want you to think about that. Condemned men condemn men. 
So every man works to clear their conscience or to justify a wrongly tuned one. So that's why we got to make sure that we're actually doing the work to maintain clear consciences. Now, the basis of a clear conscience is the finished work of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. But the work of making sure that our consciences remain clear is endeavoring to align with the rules and the directives that we have in the Word of God. You know, there's a scripture in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 20 through 21, says, which sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, wherein, that is, a few, eight souls were saved by water. The like figure whereunto baptism doth now even save us, not the putting away of filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Notice the basis of the good conscience that we have is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The finished work of Jesus Christ settles permanently sin, guilt, shame, unrighteousness, alienation, and every sense of unworthiness can be, that can be conjured up in our imagination or with satanic assistance. Now, repentance is where the human will aligns with the divine provisions. You see, even though God has provisionally, through the finished work, made it possible for us to not be condemned, we must repent. That is, we must acknowledge our shortfallings and make it up in our mind to go a different direction. In order to align with the divine provisions, we must maintain lifestyles of Repentance. This is very, very, very important. So the answer of a clear conscience is the finished work of Christ alone. It is in this reality that our minds rest, and then all accounts must remain current in order for us to continue to imbue the reality of the finished work. Now, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, talks about an evil conscience. The evil conscience is the conscience that calls evil good. We got to be mindful and aware of that particular type of reality, especially in the day and age in which we live, where men call good evil and evil good. So we got to make sure that we avoid uh, and address any evil conscience that calls evil good and good evil. First Timothy 4.2 talks about a seared conscience. This is the conscience that does not feel consequence. So you see, we got to make sure that we're not walking around unaffected by the ministry of the Holy Spirit to bring correction to areas of our lives where we're not in alignment with God's will. 1 Corinthians 8, 7 talks about a weak conscience, and that is a conscience that hasn't accepted the liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. This particular conscience can become subjected to religious spirits and or controllers and manipulators. We've got to make sure, like Titus 1.15 says, that we walk with a pure conscience. That is, that we are aligned with truth and untainted. That is, we see life through proper lenses. Acts 23 verse 1, we already read, we want to maintain a good conscience. That is, a conscience that is compliant without excuse. Now, this is the conscious or consciousness that equates to freedom and to peace. Now, the point of all of this is simple. 
God wants us to operate, to walk in, to live with a clear conscience. Because it's from this state of being and operating that we are able to achieve maximum effectiveness for the kingdom of God and most importantly for the glory of our King. I know this has been a lot of information in a very short time and I pray that you have been blessed by this impartation. I want to remind you that if you want to get Dr. Mark Jones to be a part of your next event, give me a call at 813-241-6919 extension 15. You can find my messages on YouTube at Manifestations Worldwide and don't forget I'm on Facebook as Mark Jones. Until we get together next time, may you live long and lead well.